Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Chuck P. TV podcast, episode three. So I've been speaking a lot about financial services and diversity issues in financial services and outcomes. And there's a lot of negative talk with that. And, and I don't want to be sort of a negative Nelly podcast. I want to be a little bit more positive. There's some great work being done. So today I want to talk about one of the things that I that I find sort of uplifting in terms of the investing world. It's called impact investing. So investment companies and people who handle investments have gotten this kind of right. For a long time, there have been opportunities for people to invest in what we call socially responsible funds. These types of funds, a lot of them began for religious reasons where you would have, say, the Catholic Church wanted to invest some pension assets or things like that, but they didn't want to invest in gambling or alcohol or anything that that they considered to be against their doctrine. And so funds would be set up that avoided those types of investments. Then there were folks who were more concerned about the environment or people who wanted to invest in funds that didn't invest in fossil fuels, again, tobacco, firearms, things like that. And so so really the, the investing world for, has been doing this for a long time, over 20 years, maybe, maybe even longer, which would sort of date me a little bit. But um, the, the problem is we've just not been messaging it correctly. So I've spoken to HR people and here's what happens on a corporate level. So you have a a committee that oversees the 401k plan typically at a company. And that committee will make decisions about what funds should be available to the employees of the company. And, and they have a very serious responsibility. It's called a fiduciary responsibility. They have to act exclusively in the best interest of the participants. So they have to be very careful when selecting socially responsible funds because their job is to make sure that the, their, the performance and the expenses are reasonable. And so uh, social responsibility is supposed to sort of come second to that. But we'll talk about that in a minute, as many people see social responsibility as, as a fiduciary directive. So anyway, what would happen is they would hire or, or talk to their advisor like me or another 401k plan advisor fiduciary. And they'd say, look, we've, we've got some employees that are asking about socially responsible funds. And HR would say, you know, I've got, you know, Johnny and and Mary and these 10 people over here, and they're asking about social, they want to invest some of their 401k and socially responsible funds. And so, you know, income, the investment guys, we would go and do our due diligence. We'd look at all the managers available. We'd talk about things like, do you want large cap growth, small cap value, bloody, bloody, blah. Do you want, you know, we'd talk about sharp ratios and all kinds of stuff. And we'd really take a nice conversation and make it into a horrible, boring investment conversation. So we'd go back to the committee and we'd say, these three funds pass all of our screens. Do you want to add one or two? And the committee would say, well, we'll add this one for now. And then they would go to the five or 10 employees that have been asking about it and say, hey, here you go. We've got your socially responsible options. So that's kind of how it's been going. And, and most people, what happens is you look at the plan lineup and you're looking at funds and you say, well, we get no utilization, no participation in our socially responsible fund. Of course not. You haven't done anything to promote it and you haven't really 
tied it into the overall corporate social responsibility strategy. So companies, I mean, this is a thing. I mean, companies are concerned and employees are concerned that my, the company I work for is acting responsible. So are we acting responsible in who we source from and how we sell our products and the carbon footprint we leave and whether or not we leave our lights on at night and all these other great things. And this is so important. So, you know, my kind of thing is, and I've spoken to people in HR this like about this, especially on the talent and recruiting side, like when you're trying to bring somebody on, especially here in the New York metro area, how much more effective would this conversation be when you could say, hey, look, this, by the way, we're a very responsible company. This is how seriously we take our corporate social responsibility. We have one, two, or three funds in your 401k plan that you can invest in that don't invest in guns or tobacco or the Koch brothers or whatever. I mean, would we even have to have the conversation about <laughs> what quartile this fund is or which uh, sleeve it fills, whether it's large cap, small cap? Most, most employees, especially younger and more diverse employees, would say, where do I sign up? How much can I put into this thing? So I think, you know, that's where the investment world has done a good job, but also missed the boat in, in sort of sort of touting the results. Um, anyway, social responsibility, ESG, these are environment, um, social and governance. These are terms that, that the investing community uses, but I think they're kind of their time has come because the world of impact investing is is starting to open up some some people's eyes and there are some people doing some great work in impact investing. So socially responsible investing says we're we're going to we're going to have a mandate meeting. These are the things we're not going to invest in because we are socially responsible. We don't want to invest in fossil fuels. We don't want to invest in guns. We don't want to invest in tobacco whatever. So but it doesn't mean that the rest of the things that they're investing in are doing anything good for the planet. They may just, and there may, it's very difficult to find out exactly what carbon footprint every company in that fund is doing. Now, from a socially responsible perspective, it may be meeting certain criteria for certain investors, but impact investing takes it to a whole nother level. And, and impact investing in the most cases follows uh, the United Nations 17 Sustainable Development Goals, or the SDGs, to transform the world. So. So I'm going to read off a couple of those, the 17 goals. I mean, number one is no poverty, zero hunger. Actually, I'll read them all. Uh, good health and well-being, quality education, gender equality, clean water and sanitation, affordable and clean energy, decent work and economic growth, industry innovation and infrastructure, reduced inequality, sustainable cities and communities, responsible consumption and production, climate action, life below water, life on land, peace and justice, strong institutions, and partnerships to achieve those goals. So basically what impact investing says is we're going to take, we're going to look at these 17 base, for all intents and purposes, uninvestable disciplines. So it's very difficult to say we're going to, we're going to invest in, or we're going to buy stocks and companies that invest in gender equality. That just doesn't exist. But, but there are ways that impact investments have found to to work with companies who are not only in business to make money that are they're make they're turning a profit so they have a really a triple bottom line they're not leaving you know they're 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 investing well they're making money but they're also whatever they do is not just responsible it's actually working toward the sustainable development goals and so i know of one fund out there and i'm this isn't a fund that i own or sell i'm that's not what i'm doing here but the cciix which is the Cornerstone Capital 
institutional uh, global action fund is um, is one fund that I know investors can get in at about a thousand bucks at a minimum, which is which is the first of its kind. Most this is very difficult to to find investable. Um, sort of individual investable funds in the impact investing world. So, but this is exciting to me because it, it, it takes the investment community and says, you can do this. You, you could take all the money that's going into, to companies for investing for 401k plans, for pensions, for wealth advisory, whatever, all that money. And you could start to put it to work to, to help the goals of the 17, um, to help achieve the 17 sustainable development goals. And you could do it and make money. And so these are things that I think young, well, I know young people are very interested in investing in. And, and these are also not only do they, do they speak to a diverse investing world, but they actually invest in things that will help certain inequities and inequalities in our world right now. So, so things like justice and, and peace and things like gender equality and responsible consumption and production and all these things that right now and then reduced inequality is goal number 10 so all these things that that were previously uninvestable there are some funds out there that are saying wait a minute there are companies that are investing in in these goals and we can invest in them and so i can tell you right now some of these results are very good i mean i don't know that i think and, and from a fiduciary perspective so i wanted to get back to that there's a lot of talk about that as a at the plan level. Are we allowed to offer this investment to our employees if there are better funds out there? And and the idea is that sustainable, responsible investing sh should and and can be defended as a fiduciary practice. And as long as your participants and employees understand the goal of this of this investment. And you have some sort of reasonable benchmark like the MSCI Global, um, and it's outperforming or or performing on spot, then then I think you have a good fiduciary conversation, especially if you have other options that that certainly employees can invest in. But I, I think this is pretty exciting, and I wanted to share that with everybody. It's something that we are going to spend a lot more time on, and and I think. This is going to be the way younger people learn and and turn investing on, on its head and, and say, you know, th this is something I can get behind. And I don't need to understand what a sharp ratio is or what beta or standard deviation is. I don't need to know what a large cap, small cap, baseball cap is. I just need to know that I can put some money into a fund that's going to benefit me and benefit the planet in multiple different ways. So uh, anyway, that's episode three. If I've produce this correctly, then I have some music that I'm going to be uh, leading uh, or actually fading out with or ending the podcast with from Theophania Music. You can find her music. This is an old friend of mine who I knew someday would make beautiful music. She's been a performer all her life and is now a composer. And you can find her music on Spotify and Amazon Music and wherever you get your podcasts from. This is from her To Whom It May Concern album. Thanks for tuning in. Mm -hmm.